Hello, my name is Hakeem Brown, and it is January 16th, 2021. I'm glad you could join us here today. Today we're going to be talking about how Trump is blowing off the inauguration of President-elect Joe Biden. You're going to hear it here on Pop City Culture. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Welcome to the most listened to international podcast around the world. Hakeem and Reggie Brown are two young African-American boys speaking the truth. This is Pop City Culture. Hey, 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 what's up? (laughs) That's right, I heard Trump was blowing off the president-elect inauguration. Oh my God. Man, that is like a slap in the face, man. That ain't that. I don't know if that's cool, man. But anyways, welcome to Pop City Culture, man. And I'm here. I'm Reggie Brown. Y'all know who Reggie Brown is. That's me. Uh-huh. And I'm here with my brother, Hakeem. And I'm going to have my brother take it away because, you know, he likes to talk. He's like, you know, I just let him talk. So here he is. Thank you uh, there, Reggie. So, yeah, um... You know, it's it, it's pretty political nowadays. You know, it's it's like if you look at Washington, everyone is like so angry. But you know, I mean, I wish they'd stop acting like kids and you know work together. But anyways, you know, we are going to be talking about how Trump is blowing off the inauguration. You know, that's what he said. I almost, so that's what this is going to be about. Man, it's going to be a uh, good as Trump show. plans to skip Biden's inauguration, swearing in. Here's, yeah, we want to tell you that he's he's not the first one to actually do this. Yo, man, you, you mean there were others, so I know there are others, and you're going to tell us about it. You're going to tell us, well, right? Well, you know, there were three other presidents who dodged their successor's inauguration. Oh, man, say it ain't so. You got to be kidding me. I, I got to hear. This is going to be a good show. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, and, well, let me tell you this, you know, um, Joe Biden, he'll be sworn in as the 46th president of the United States. Uh, during January 20th, 2021. So, you know, President Trump, January 8th, he announced that he wouldn't attend President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was pretty much the latest example of the president defying precedent. You know, he, he doesn't really follow and go with the program, it seems like. You know, he doesn't do what other presidents do. You know... Vice President Mike Pence did say he would attend the January 20th event, but the decision is yet another example of Trump being in rare company. Um, uh, Reggie, what do you think about, you know, Vice President Trump, you know, going to the inauguration, even though the president, his boss, isn't going? (laughs) Yo, man, you mean Vice President Pence, man. Anyway, Vice President Pence is going to the inauguration for um, President-elect Joe Biden, I think it's a good thing. You know, show some respect. You gotta have some respect. You know, obviously Trump ain't gonna show no respect. Okay, so, so you know, and and Trump's absent, that would be at least the fourth example of a president who did not attend his successor swearing in amid a polarized political climate. Say what? Or after a contested presidential election. You know, um, because it's it's been really, really bad. I mean, 
you know, with everything going on, you know, the Capitol riots and the Democrats. I mean, they just seem like they're they're just after Trump, it seems like. No, man, just, that's just your opinion. I mean, he's going to be out of office, but yet they still want to impeach him. I, I don't really understand that. Yo, man, it's because, you know, you know, because they think he incited that riot. So, obviously, they're going to want to hold somebody accountable. People died, man. What you think, man? You stupid or something? I mean, you don't, I don't know why you don't think he should Reggie, be impeached, you know? But the bottom line is, he will be out of office. So, to pursue it, I mean, you can only say a few things. You know, maybe the other side's scared he might run again. Yo, man, he might run again, man. And if he runs again, we're going to be in another big mess like we got now, man. This guy's sort of psycho, don't you think? I know you don't want to believe it because you are for man. I know you yes, is. Yes, Reggie. But, you know, if he runs again, chances are he might win. Depending on how the, the next four years under the new administration with President-elect Joe Biden will turn out, I mean... You know, a lot of people are saying as soon as he gets in, gas is going to go up. They're saying we're going to go to war. Um, I mean, you know, President Joe Biden said he would not um, stop the pipeline. Yeah, man, he's a man of his word. He ain't got to stop that. You know, so he, he's running on a lot of promises that he made. Hopefully, he'll he'll fall through with them. But, you know, a lot of people are sort of scared. Anyways, um, I, I, I do want to get to this. So let me see here. It says... Uh, Reading my notes, uh, it says, Following President John Adams, the second U.S. president, John Quincy Adams, the sixth president, and Andrew Johnson, the 17th president, and the first to be impeached, all three were also one-term presidents, and they did not attend their successors, their, successors, their you know, new guys coming in. That's what successor means. Man, I know what it means. You gotta explain that to me. I ain't stupid, you know? So, Trump's absence at the inauguration may violate recent social norms, but it doesn't violate the U.S. Constitution because the bottom line is, you know, the Constitution doesn't require President Trump, an outgoing president, or, or you know, any other presidents to attend an incoming president's inauguration. They usually do that just because, you know, they want a smooth transition. And they want things to go smooth. You know, they, they don't want any problems. Um, what say you, Reggie? Yo, man, nobody wants any problems, man. You know, everybody wants stuff to go smoothly. I mean, what you think, man? You know, when you play a baseball game, you want it going smooth. When you have an argument, you want it going smooth. But, you know, hey, man, no, nobody wants to be roughing nobody's okay. feathers. You know, I, I also want to add, but the presence of an outgoing president has come to be seen as important because of what it represents. Now, what does it represent? For example, Woodrow Wilson, still in poor health after um, he had a stroke towards the end of his presidency, accompanied his successor Warren G. Harding on a ride to the U.S. Capitol, even though he was not well enough to attend the outdoor inauguration ceremony. Now, the image of the past presidents and present presidents at the U.S. Capitol is seen as an image of the continuing of government and a graceful and peaceful transfer of power, which which you know, which is what I said. Everybody wants to see that. Everybody wants to see. Yeah, yeah, they do. A, you know, a peaceful transfer of power, because you know that symbolizes something important, which is the functioning of democracy. Democracy, which we have in the United States, and that's what we we hold dear to us. You know, that's what makes America, the United States of America, great. Our democracy sure does. And when everybody works together. I mean, it, it just works well. It just works well. And it's seen 
as a positive thing with everybody. What what say you, Reggie? You know, you want to have a successful country, you got to have good leaders. And everybody knows a good transition is definitely going to show and make everybody happy. People want yep. that. You know what now, I'm saying? I also want to say what's going on in America shapes how Americans view the importance of attending the inauguration. You know, in the current moment, when democracy is being threatened in so many ways. This has some added meaning. Um, given the polarization that we're in right now, Reggie, and, and I mean, all such decisions have added weight because we're currently watching to see how and if the Republicans and Democrats mm-hmm. can do anything together. Yep, Come I on. know. I, I mean, they have been fighting for the last four years. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. It hasn't been good. And In the past four years, we've gone through a lot, you know. I'm not going to say all the accusations that Trump was being accused of, which a lot of them didn't pan out. So say you, man. But we've we've gone through the George Lloyd riots, which, you know, if you listen to our our podcast, um, we, we, we talked about that and how it was just destroying America. And we've we've gone through this epidemic with that, you know, this pandemic with the virus. And everybody's saying where it's coming from or how it came here and everything like that. Um, as far as we know right now, it you know it came from China. Well, that's what they're saying. But, you know, you still got to listen to the World Health Organization. I mean, these people know what they're talking about. They, they know and, what's going but, you know, on. You know? That's just like, and the, the Democrats are saying that's a real derogatory term. But then, you know, is it derogatory to say German measles, you know, or the Black Plague? Or the swine flu. I mean, there's there's a lot of things people can take and make derogatory. But, you know, anyways, in the current moment when democracy is being threatened in so many ways, um, this has some added meanings. Um, given a polarization we are in right now, such as decisions have added and weight because currently we're currently watching the sea. Like I said, if the Republicans and Democrats are going to do anything together. Now, I wanted to Man, repeat Man, you repeat a lot of things. I, I really don't know why you feel the need. You got to repeat everything over and over. It just don't make no sense. Because you know what I'm saying? in America, we, we have to work together. You know, there's no way we cannot work together. This is why we have our political system. Some people are actually saying we, we should probably have a new political hey, system. Hey, I'm going to have to agree with that because, you know, I mean, we got the two-party system, Republican and Democrat. But, you know, maybe if we had a third party, maybe, you know, we might have a better options and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Um, let's talk about, you know, John Adams, 1801. Now, you know, the election of 1800 marked the country's first contested presidential election. And the first time an outgoing president did not intend an incoming president's inauguration. I mean, back then, the president who got the most electoral votes became president, and the runner-up became vice president. So that's how that worked. And the U.S. House of Representatives would decide in the event of a tie, Thomas Jefferson and Aaron Burr received the same number of electoral votes, leaving the U.S. House of Representatives to decide the outcome. Um, It was a time, you know, that was very tense. As Virginia and Pennsylvania Militias threatened violence if Jefferson, who was declared the winner, wasn't elected. So, you know what? Adam left Washington shortly after 4 p.m. in the morning of the Inauguration Day and March 4th, 1801. You know, back when the Inauguration Day was in March. You know, it's in January. Oh, man. I'm going to have to cut in here. I'm going to have to tell you. I had no idea 
I, I always thought it was in January. I didn't think it was in any other month. But yeah, I'm glad we're doing this show because now I learned. It was also you know a difficult time in his personal life. Adam's son Charles had just died mm, mm, um, at mm. the age of 30 in November of 1800. Um, on a technical level, the one lasting consequence from the election was that Congress also passed the 12th Amendment, which is why state electors today cast two separate votes for president and vice president. But I, mean, I don't know if anybody knows this. The tension between Adams and Jeffersons did not last forever. I didn't know that, man. You know, as you know, a number of years later, they were reconciled by a friend, and they spent their retirement years as great friends. You know, so you know, I'm I'm hoping you know there seems to be a lot of bitterness between uh, President Trump and Vice President Biden. I'm gonna have to interject. I think there's just a lot of bitterness between all these uh, people. And you know what I'm saying? I, I'm hoping even still, all the past presidents all get together and they can just become friends and talk. I mean, they say time heals, but. I'm going to be honest with you. know what, what do you think, Reggie? I'm going to tell you something. They've been throwing down some mean, hateful words from the spit start of the beginning. So I don't know if time's going to hit with these guys. But, hey, be nice. But, you know, people are going to mm-hmm, be people. Agreed. So, you know, the next person I want to talk about is John Quincy Adams, 1829. You know, tensions were high between John Adams' son, John Quincy Adams, the sixth president who served from 1825 to 1829. And Andrew Jackson, who ran in 1828 after believing that he was robbed of the presidency four years earlier. And that four-way 1824 presidential election, Jackson had won the popular vote, but none of the candidates won a majority of electoral votes, leaving the U.S. House to decide another presidential election. What do you think about that? That's a little bit confusing, man. You know, I really don't know what to say about okay. something like that. So you know? Jackson and his supporters were enraged by what what's called the corrupt bargain, in which one of the 1824 candidates, Henry Clay, became the Secretary of State in the new administration after he was believed to have encouraged congressmen to vote for John Quincy Adams. A nationally coordinated effort in the state successfully rallied voters to elect Jackson to the highest office in what would become the precursor to modern party organizations. Now, this is the thing. Adams was offended that Jackson did not visit him in the walk-up to the inauguration. So he followed on the breach of decorum with his own breach in decorum, leaving Washington on March 3rd, the day before Jackson's inauguration. So, you know, I, I just want everybody to know that President Trump is not the first one to diss the incoming president. So there, there, are, there are others, and you know this is the reason why I wanted to have this show. Yo, man, you mean why we want to have this show, man? I'm part of this show, too. You, you always make it seem like, you always make it seem like, like you the star of this show. Man, you need to shut up, man. Get with the program. I'm 50% owner of this show, too. You know, go on yep. with your now, stuff. Go on. Let me talk about Andrew, Jackson, Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson was 1869. He's the first U.S. president to be impeached. The, the very first one. Oh, my brother, say it ain't so. So we, we should all understand that. Um, president Trump was not the first president to be impeached. Say what? Andrew Johnson was the first one. He was also the last president to skip his successful successor's inauguration, a hundred and fifty-two years ago. Um, the U.S. House of Representatives voted to impeach Johnson on February twenty-fourth, eighteen sixty-eight, 
alleging that he violated the Tenure of Office Act designed to limit a president's ability to remove federal appointees. Man, are you kidding me? That dude didn't want to leave. Yo, man, he must have done something. Uh, come on, man. What else did he do? Tell me, tell By me. firing Secretary of War and Lincoln appointee Edwin Stanton. Man, you ain't even listening to me. But the firing was also, now listen to this, the latest in a series of efforts from vetoing the Civil Rights Act and bill to create a Freeman Bureau to aid freed slave, enslaved people. That reflected a larger political disagreement between the president and Congress over the direction of Reconstruction. Now, the president's decision reflecting a more limited approach to social reform in the South than the Republic-led Congress's envision. Um, so th- those are some very trying times. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to say something. You know, I noticed that I'm learning a lot of stuff here. By us talking about this, maybe we should do something like about history, man. You know what I'm saying? History you know, Reggie, would be a good thing. That, that almost sounds like a good idea. I, I was also thinking about making this podcast more of a history podcast because I don't think a lot of people know a lot about history. And it would really be cool if people actually knew more about history. You're telling me. So, you know, back, back to what we were talking about. The, the Senate came within one vote of removing Johnson from office in May 1868, but he was able to stay in office. He wanted to run for president that year, but the Democrats wouldn't nominate him. And his political rival, Republican Ulysses S. Grant, won the presidency. You, you know him, right? Yo, man, of course I know him. He's he's that. He was in the Wild Wild West movie with Will Smith. You know what I'm saying? Now, I, I, Will Smith for months before the inauguration, the outgoing president dithered over whether to attend Ron Chernow. Man, more dissing with the people. Okay, go on. So anyways, the feelings were mutual, as Grant refused to share a carriage to the inauguration with Johnson and the outgoing president, even turning down the offer to ride to the inauguration in separate carriages, opting to stay at the White House instead and deal with paperwork and other last-minute housekeeping things. You know, as we can see, it's been very tumultuous when it comes to the passing of the Pratan to the president, to the next president. And, you know, there, there's always going to be presidents and people who run for presidents who feel they got jaded and thinks that everything was unfair. But we have a democratic system and we have to let it run its course to see what's going on. And But, you know, if you have questions about, you know, whether or not something's fair, you know, it's great that we have a democracy to look into something like that. Although I think President Trump wants us to look further or have his voice heard, um, because now we know he's being silenced on social media. So we don't really hear from him anymore, um, which is unfortunate because, you know, his his tweets were... Uh, were uh, Yo, man, sometimes they're down right wrong. What you talking about? How do I say it? I don't know how you're going to say it, man. You better come up with something good. Well, they were funny, you know. Okay, maybe. Um, maybe a little anyways, bit. Um, I just want to say... Uh, you know, so when it comes to the presidency and President Donald Trump blowing off the inauguration, he, you know, he wasn't the first one. There are others. And I'm sure in the future there'll always be more because that's just the way America works and that's the way people are. So that being said, I do want to pass it off to my brother. You know what time it is. Yo, man, thank you. We all know what time it is. It's going to be time for your words of wisdom. But I do want to say something before we get to the words of wisdom. I I think this episode was really enlightening. I did learn a lot, but 
I want you to take it away now. Here's my brother with his words of wisdom. So President Trump will not attend the inauguration of President-elect Joe Biden. Is this a surprise? I say not. I can remember since day one, the Democrats seem to have an end for President Trump. I'm not defending President Trump because he doesn't come off at times as approachable. He usually comes off as arrogant and pushy and says some questionable things. But to be honest, does anyone think he had peace since the day he stepped into that office? It was always something one after another. One conspiracy, one accusation. And, I mean, after four years, he is obviously feeling pissed off and hurt. I would like to see the past presidents reach out and say, Donald, let's put the past behind us. Let's start fresh and new. I think that we know President Trump will not make the first move. That's just the way he is. But if we were to talk about healing a nation, this would be a great start. This would be great if the past leaders just reached out and said, we have to stop this madness. We are not children. We have to act like adults. We are leaders. This, the world looks towards us. They are all the leaders of the greatest country in the world. I personally would love to see all the presidents together, having a root beer float and shaking hands. I hope it's not a dream. I would like this to be a reality so that we can look to our world leaders as leaders and not as a bunch of privileged children who held one of the highest offices in the land and take it for granted. I implore you, please reach out to each other and make everyone great again. Oh man, that was really good. Thank you, Hakeem. Now I'm going to give it back to you to take us out. Well, thank you. Well, listen, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to Pop City Culture. We are one of the most listened to international podcasts around the world and it's so fantastic. This has been a great ride. And that being said, um, we want to tell you we're here every week. Um, we come to you and try to give you important information about you know, what's going on in the world? What's happening in pop city culture? You know, um, my brother, he, I, I think he wants to move our, our format more towards history. So we'll see how that goes. We might make a few podcasts about history and see how people like it. If they do, well, you know what? We'll keep doing that. But until then, I'd like to say, be kind and affectionate to one another. Remember whose you are. Peace. Yo, man, that's funny. You want them all to sit around and have a root beer float singing Kumbaya or something like that. <laughs> Yo, man, they adults. They be drinking vodka martinis, man. Root beer float. <laughs> Too funny.